It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur, successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White. Hi, everybody. I hope you're well. Uh, Joining me today, we have an amazing lady, somebody I've been uh, lucky enough to know and associate with for many years now, in fact, my whole life. And I often joke in, you know, our circle of friends and within our family that I've been dragged up. But actually, you know, I'm quite proud to be talking to my mum today, Jackie White. And I know my mum and dad have brought me up very well, you know, taught me some, you know, great philosophies and some great attitudes throughout my life. Um, So I do joke that I've been dragged up uh, with my mum's Scouse background and my dad from Hammersmith. But, you know, jokes aside, I'm very proud um, to have had the upbringing that I've had. And I really wanted to chat with my mum today as I know she's had a massive, massively positive influence on my life and hundreds, you know, even thousands of people across a 40-year span. And to, to stay at the top of your game and to inspire, empower and coach thousands of people to succeed and to make their life better, to really make a difference, you know, in a short period of time is great, but to consistently do it for over 40 years, I just felt it'd be great to speak to my mum today and, you know, kind of find out where they are and, you know, just get an idea of where it's all started and some of the philosophies that that they've lived by and um, my mum can maybe share with you. So so it's great to have you on the call, mum. I really appreciate you giving some of your time up um, for your son. So actually, you probably should because I am your son. Uh, but how are you today? You, have you had a great day? Yeah, I've had a fantastic day, thanks. It's Sunday. I've seen my grandchildren. I've been out to lunch. Um, I've contacted some people in the business. I've sent some emails. I've been very excited about some positive results of uh, success that people have achieved and um, had a really great day. Every day is a good day. You see, guys, this is the kind of attitude I've been brought up with. So so what's life like for you now, Mum? I mean, you know, I obviously see see yourself and and dad you know often and and see the life you have but for people that you know may not be aware what what's life like for you nowadays um well our life is sort of like a picture postcard life now really and um if you'd have asked me this 15 20 years ago um i'd have said we had a great lifestyle um we had a lot of freedom we and that's the most important thing to me we um you know, had nice cars, we had a nice little home, small home, but a very nice home, and we had one or two holidays a year, and um, we just enjoyed ourselves, we weren't in great debt, Um, we just did quite well out of life, really. Yeah, I I remember growing up as a kid, you know, being lucky enough to see, you know, some of the the, wonderful places around the world, but, you know, I also remember, you know, how much yourself and dad worked very, very hard in your in the roles that you had. So it wasn't something that, you know, was just given to you that lifestyle. It's something you had created, even though I know it's, you know, it all, it all changed, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I mean, really, I've been very fortunate to work from home. Um, I've done that a long, for a long time. And, um, but, oh, what, 14 years ago, um, we were both made redundant in the same week. Now that was a bit of a shock, really. Um, However, we started a business from home with not a massive outlay. We didn't have to borrow any money to do it. And we started a business from home. We learned something new. And um, since then, 
our life has just changed, not from the very start. We really put some time into it in the beginning. We really learned what to do and we put together a fantastic system and we have built a huge, huge business that gives us an unbelievable royalty income right now. And at our stage in life, people say to us, why don't you retire? And I think, why ask that question? Why would I ever want to retire? We have just the most wonderful lifestyle. We're free to do what we want. We choose to work or not to work. And there's a difference when you've got a choice. We are kept very young in our whole outlook because we mix with a lot of young people. And we have about eight or nine actual holidays a year. We've got a beautiful home, a home that I never dreamt I'd ever have. Um, we drive the cars we want to drive. We mix with really positive people with lots and lots of energy who have big dreams themselves. And that's a clue to keeping on top, to keeping happy. And... Um, We've also got the most beautiful, beautiful farm, a villa in nine acres of land on a mountain in Spain. And that's what we call our retreat. We love going there, but we're in touch with our business whilst we're there. And many people from our business also enjoy that because... I think we've just been so fortunate through our lives. We've met good people. We've associated with the right people. We've learned from the right people and taken good advice and worked hard. And um, I just feel we are so fortunate. Um, other people who are coming along with us, um, working hard with a good work ethic, have good dreams, we want to share that with them too. So it's a place that we really, quite frankly, share together. So our lifestyle right now, absolutely fantastic. Lots more to do, lots of places to see, lots of parts of the world that we haven't been yet, um, and lots of things to achieve in our business. So, um, yeah, very, you could, very... You could say that you very much live the dream and um, that you've, you've created over the years. So what is a royalty income? What, what exactly is it and, and how have you created it? Well, a royalty income is an income that um, you're paid for the work that you have done probably years ago. And we're building that royalty income even bigger, quite frankly. But it's sort of like um, somebody who writes a book or writes a song. You could say like the Beatles. They wrote their songs many, many years ago. They worked long and hard. They worked around the clock. They traveled a lot. And in between times, they sat down, they wrote songs. And they are paid royalties on all of those songs now. So they're getting paid for a lot of hard work that they did many, many years ago. But those Beatles that are still with us are still working. They might be very rich, but they are still working. Why is that? Because they're passionate about what they do. Well, we're exactly the same. We work very hard. We built our income. We built that royalty income. We will be paid a royalty on the business that we've built that will continue to grow. We still want to be part of it, but we will be paid that income till the day we die. What a wonderful way to earn a living. You would wonder why anyone would want to work for a boss. So that's such a fantastic way. We are so fortunate that we do it. We are so fortunate we found out about it. And that's what a royalty income is. But we're going to continue to work because we're passionate about what we do too. Brilliant. So good good use of using the Beatles there, you know, seeing as obviously you come from the Wirral up not in the Northwest and that, that affiliation as well. But um, you've obviously built that royalty income, but you talk about the freedom that that gives you. And obviously, you know, why would people work for a boss? But 
Um, I know, obviously, from knowing you that, you know, you worked for, in the corporate world for, you know, 20, 25, 30 years, um, although, albeit working from home. So that, you know, what was it that you was doing and how did that set you up? Because, you know, I know you gained a lot of experience and knowledge from, you know, that business that you built working for somebody else, albeit working from home and gaining the skills that you may be adopted from from your family, and I know you, you know you always talk about how Grandad had a massive influence from his attitude of you know being an entrepreneur and when when you were younger, and obviously that's influenced me when I was younger as well because it's given me that entrepreneurial spirit. So you know you mentioned association, so obviously that power of association is important with our social environment, but very important with our upbringing. So for, you know for those of us that have got kids, it's really important. I think that you know. Our attitudes are at the right level and we're grateful, we have gratitude and we have a positive mindset, maybe an entrepreneurial mindset because that's then passed on to our children. Would you agree? I agree wholeheartedly and um, obviously um, a lot of my attitude and the same with my sister and the same with my brother, our attitude was given to us by our parents and my dad particularly. Um, who always, always wanted us to do more than our best. He always used to say, if you do your very, very best at everything, no one can ask for more. Always do your very, very best. And make sure that very best is a little bit more than other people do. And that was one of the philosophies we were always brought up with. We were always brought up to work hard, and we got that work ethic, I'm sure, from my parents who, you know, my dad was in business and had various businesses. So um, a lot of it's got to do with that. But I don't want anyone to think, because this is important, there are lots of people who haven't had and haven't been fortunate to have that upbringing. And I do believe that um, if you're in your 30s or 40s and you didn't have a good upbringing, you've probably been out of the influence of your parents for 20 years or so. Um, so you don't have to look back and think, I wasn't lucky. You just have to read the right books, surround yourself um, with the right positive attitude, the right positive people, and learn from people. And you can have the lifestyle you want. I just believe anyone can. And as far as where did it start... Um, yeah, I worked in an office. I hated office politics. I hated going into work wondering what mood other people were going to be in because I always wanted to be in a happy-go-lucky mood. I always wanted to have fun. So I haven't actually worked in an office or normal place of work since I was 20 years old because I just couldn't stand it. And then when I left work and I started to have my children, I had my children quite young, um, I always worked from home and I started to work from home for many, many, many years. And I loved the freedom of working for myself. I also had the discipline, and this is something from my parents, to put that workload in and plan to put the work in to get what I wanted. And I just thought that was just a fantastic opportunity. So as time went on, always learning and working for myself. And then in the sort of um, 80s, then um, I was working from home with a party plan company, and they promoted me onto the staff. Um, I'm still doing the same job, still working from home, still growing a business, still growing and teaching people. Um, but I was on the staff for a while. And um, 
that's when I got made redundant. So that was quite some time. But most of my time has been, even though I was on the staff, is building businesses. And the only way and the best way I can see to build a business is through the power of people. I think building people, there's a little saying that if you want prosperity for a year, grow flowers. If you want prosperity for 10 years, grow trees. If you want prosperity for a lifetime, grow people. And I have to say there is nothing more rewarding than helping people to find themselves, helping people to find what's within them and to find the talent that everybody's got, but some people never can recognize it. So that's an important thing to me. That's why I feel fortunate to have met the people I've met in my lifetime that's had a great influence on me. And I think uh, there is something called the power of association. I never knew what that was until in recent years. But I am so happy that I've been associating with the right people. A, because I could never mix with negative people. I've always had to get away with them. That was a natural thing. It's something I haven't been taught, never been taught to do. I just had to get away from the moaners of the world. So I've always surrounded myself with people who were encouraging, with people who were inspirational, with people who I wanted to grow, to be like. So because I've grown myself to be like somebody good then I found somebody else to grow to be as good as them so you're always striving to improve yourself all the time that's not a difficult thing to do anyone can do that it's it's who your your mentors are who you associate with who you would really like to emulate who you'd really like to be like and we can all find people like that so why really? so why you're why you're talking about mentoring and and you know I know um the story that you've you know of one of many stories you've told me about, you know, where it all started from you and, you know, the fun you've had building businesses from an early age where you got involved in party plan and, you know, you was um, you was self-employed then, wasn't it? But you then developed into actually working for the company and, and actually pretty much almost running that, that sales team across the UK and Europe. Um, but when you first started in party plan, um, I remember you talking to me about how you had to make certain changes and mentor and model yourself you know what what was it you did why did you do it and you know how did it empower you back then and, and how can people take that same principles into succeeding in their quest today okay I'm, well, I'm glad you asked me that because um whilst I had a lot of um determination and whilst I had a very very positive attitude and I was strong I was a strong person um I was also extremely shy very, very shy. Um, I won't go into how shy I was, but I'll just say one thing. If I um, was getting a bus and I walked to a bus stop, I'd scan everyone waiting in the bus stop very quickly. If there was anyone standing at that bus stop who either came into my dad's shop or lived on the estate or somebody I would know by sight, if I had to say hello to them, I would not stand at that bus stop. I'd smile and I'd walk on. I'd acknowledge them just with a smile, and I would walk a mile to the next bus stop. Now, why was that? Because if I acknowledge them, I might have to speak to them, and I would be worried about what can I say next, what can I say next? So I just wouldn't put myself in that position. I'd walk a mile to another bus stop, and I'd scan that bus stop and do exactly the same thing. There's many a time I've walked all the way home because I saw somebody at a bus stop. But also, if I got on a bus, I would always go upstairs, and 
if there were only four or five people on the whole bus, rather than sit in an empty seat by a window, in case somebody ever got on the bus who vaguely knew me and sat by me and wanted to speak to me, I would sit next to somebody already sitting on the bus, somebody I didn't know who was a stranger, and there was no way that stranger would start to talk to me. That is real shyness. That's shy, and that's what I was like. So, when I started Party Plan, I was more frightened to say no than I was to start Party Plan. I was nervous. I was hopeless at it. I knelt on the floor for six months because I wouldn't stand. But as I started to go to meetings and started to get a tiny bit of success, and the guy that sponsored me really coached and guided and mentored me and tried to mould me and give me confidence... um, Little bits of success gave me confidence. And going to meetings, I saw a girl called June Middleton. Now, June Middleton had a fabulous personality. And everywhere you saw her, there was a crowd of people around. And she was always making people laugh. She was always smiling. And she always knew what to say to people. And I thought, I'd love to be like her. So I would watch her. When she demonstrated in the front of the meeting, she was a wonderful demonstrator. She just made people just want what she had, want what she was offering. And I just wanted to be like that. So I would write what she said in shorthand. And when I went home on the bus, I'd read it like a parrot. Then when I got home, I'd sit in front of the mirror and I would say these words that June had used, but I would try to look like her and use her mannerisms. Well, I did this for a long, long time. I changed my hairstyle. She used to smoke, so I started to smoke. That was the only reason I started to smoke, was I was shy and June smoked. So I started to smoke. And so I was 23 before I actually smoked, but I had to have the same image as June. And over the years... Um, I spoke so much like her that years later we had a beauty salon together. We became very good friends and we had a beauty salon. And when anyone rung, even her husband or my husband, they couldn't tell our voices on the telephone apart. The only person who knew our voices apart was my dad. Even her husband would ring up and say, hi, love. And he'd start talking to me and it wasn't June, it was me. (laughs) So uh, I had a lot of fun with that, actually. But at the end of the day, um, I emulated her so much. um, We walked alike, we talked alike. And when we had our salon, people thought we were sisters. Our mannerisms were the same. But you know what? I felt really good. In other words, I lost the Jackie Dawson that I was at that time. And I moved in. It's like being an actor or an actress. When you step into someone else's part you become very confident, and I'd step my life. The shy girl stepped into June Middleton's part. So to do with business, I'm very, very confident. I'm still June Middleton today, but put me in a different environment, and I'll go shy for a couple of hours until I suss it out. So you very much kind of modelled yourself for success, really, and and like many people can, they can find mentors in life, people that have you know attitudes or skill sets, um, just to really gain confidence in that area of life, I suppose, be it you know business or building relationships or communicating, 
you know, in a crowd or on a on a one to one basis, because I suppose everybody has different challenges in life, but they can model themselves on a mentor and through the association can gain confidence in any any area to succeed. Yeah, and you know what's important? I just have to say this. Every single one of us who's a parent, we all care who our children mix with. We all find it's very, very important who influences our children. So why aren't we like that ourselves as adults? Is it not just as important who influences us? Should we not make sure we have a good influence in our life, in our mindset, in the way we look at things? Should we not make sure we are influenced by the right people? Because many people are influenced by what they see on the television. They are influenced by the the miserable attitudes of a lot of people or what it, it says in the newspapers. Why be influenced by that? It not only affects our own lives or your life, it would affect the lives of your children and your grandchildren. So, why can't people just be influenced by the best of things? So have the best of life. There's so much abundance in the world today. And we can all have part of that. That It's a very abundant world. But when people think it's not abundant, they close themselves off to the great things in life. Instead of opening themselves up and being influenced by the right influences, by the books you read, by what you listen to, by even the songs, the words of songs. Make sure they're happy words. Make sure they're good words because it all goes in and what goes in stays in. It's very much that philosophy of, um, I'm not sure where I read it, but it's very much become one of my um, beliefs really like you know the belief is our beliefs are the birthplace of excellence and what we believe to be true we literally go in the state of mind of being so and our, our we live our life by our beliefs don't we and I think the the crazy thing is is that our beliefs are actually built by an outside influence uh, mm. generally unless we take control and start influencing consciously um, you know ourselves through that power of association through mentoring as well as, you know, inspir- ins- um, influencing ourselves through, through inspiration. I think you said to me not so long ago, you know, making sure we influence ourselves through inspiration, but also through that, the choice of personal development. You know, what we read, what we're listening to, who we talk to, who we hang out with, so to speak, is having that, that impact on our internal beliefs, which is what we live our life by. So, so very important for people to get that right. Yeah, and I think whatever influences us is our expectations in life. And our expectations are our limitations. So if we're influenced by people who have a ceiling on what they feel they can achieve, then already we're not expecting to have much of a life, much excitement, much fun, much adventure. And if you don't expect to have these good things, you just don't have them. It's um, it's just um, something that's I think very, very sad. I think people don't have a lot of variety in their life. And I think variety is the whole spice of life. And um, I just know that going to a job every day when I went to work, and even when I had my salon, driving along the same road every day, going around the same roundabout, stopping at the same traffic lights, passing the same buildings, parking in the same car park, going into the same office, sitting at the same desk with the same people, week in, day in, month in, month out, year in, 
year out, how do people exist like that? There is no variety in their life. If they're working in a place where the stinking thinking people, that also has a bad influence on people's lives. But people have to do these jobs. I realize that. But that's not for me. I like to surround myself not only with positive people, but sometimes with people who, in the beginning, going into business on their own is a little bit scary. But people who genuinely want to do something about their life, there is nothing more rewarding than helping that person along, helping that person to see there is something greater that they can achieve. They can think a little bit bigger. They can dare to dream and they can learn how to work and plan to work to get those things in life. And I really believe variety is the spice of life. And when I see people or I overhear people's conversations, I can tell by their attitude, by the tonality when they speak, whether they have a, a life of fantastic variety or whether it's a humdrum life, going to the same place every day, driving the same route every day, having the same income every month. They can't live above it. They can't dream. And if they do dream a little bit, they get into debt because they're not in control of their income. That's because they are controlled by their company. Now, a lot of people have to have a job, but there are many people who can break that mold, get out of that job, be their own boss, and learn to that whatever is inside of them, someone can help it come out if you just would mix with the right people. As long as you've got a good work ethic, you're willing to learn, you can make a plan and take advice and follow a plan with discipline. Anyone can be free, whoever they are. And once you're free, you can work then towards financial freedom and to have a life of your dreams. And I really wish some more people would wake up and dream. I think, you know, people are, are starting to realise now there seems to have been a shift that, you know, it's not about a job for life anymore. But I think, uh, and that, that, that philosophy of, you know, working for somebody all their life, I think there is, a, is has been a shift and people are, are maybe looking for an opportunity rather than a job nowadays, but still maybe have that fear, you know, that sort of things for other people. But, but I suppose we all go through that in the beginning, that, that stepping out of our comfort zone to be our own boss. But what you're saying is anybody can do it. Um, because there's always um, guidelines, there's always points of of interest, points of focus where other people have, you know, laid the road and taken them steps before us. You know, I'm a firm believer that anything in life can be achieved because generally everything that we we look to achieve that's maybe goal orientated, generally most things have already been achieved by somebody else. So there is a there's a way forward. There's a, a a map from A to B, people have just got to be willing. And as you said right at the beginning, get passionate about their life and, you know, passionate about their future, passionate around, you know, what's important to them. I mean, I know yourself and dad very much do live the dream. I know having that mountain villa, you know, that nine acres of farmland and having that old farm converted farm fika in Andalusia has been a dream of yours since, you know, when you very first got together and you met out in Mallorca. And, and to have that come true when over time maybe that disappeared, but it's been reignited through you know, taking charge of your own life, running your own business, and as you said, working and supporting, coaching, empowering and inspiring other people to succeed too. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you. And I, I, I do feel that it is very scary in the beginning. 
But, you know, if many people could realize you can be in the in business for yourself, but you won't be by yourself. If you join the right thing, if you start the right way, if you get the right backing, the right support, it hasn't got to cost you much money to get into business. And you can get into a business working from home. And you won't be by yourself. You'll have lots of advice on every single aspect of the business, everything you can possibly do. And I just want to liken this to say, it's the Olympic year this year. We're going to see a lot of athletes and we're going to see a lot of athletes. Maybe they started out quite young going to little clubs and somebody somebody saw them and saw that they might have had a talent inside them. Well, I think everyone's got some talent inside them and no athlete, no gold medal winner, no one has ever succeeded massively without a coach without somebody behind them, somebody coaching them, mentoring them, driving them. Now, that's all the athletes we're going to see at the Olympics. So why can't every single person have someone behind them and achieve some of the dreams they want in life if they can just break out of that mold, find the person who's going to mentor them, find the right thing to do, start in business for yourself, with the right people, then I'm certain that many, many people could bake free and have the freedom, the freedom in life that we were all destined to have. We can be free, every one of us. We just need the guidance sometimes. And if it's scary, we can bite the bullet. There'll be somebody behind us. As long as you've got a work ethic, there will be somebody behind you always to guide you. And I think that's very, very important. Everyone can improve their lifestyle. Everyone can improve their income. And everyone can improve um, what they're doing to get to the dreams. Some people call it work. I call it the process. The process to success. It's the process to your dreams. And if you work at something that you enjoy doing and you can enjoy anything, when you get quite good at it and you'll get good with a mentor, then you can be passionate about what you do and you'll never work another day in your life. You will never feel that you work. So it's not work. It's a process that you're going through to live the life that you dream about. And we can all go through the process. So to have more, people really have got to focus on that process and becoming more. But what, what key principles should people have in place? I mean, from, to get from A to B, you know, what do they need to know? What, what would they need to, to implement? What would they need to learn? How would they need to act? What, what key principles, if, if, if I was to say to you, you know, on the spot now, you know, give us your top five key principles to make a difference in your life, where does it start for people? What do they need to do first? You know, maybe not necessarily regarding, you know, what they're going to do, but how they need to be is what I'm talking about. You know, what do they have to have in place to, to be determined, to, to, to be determined to do things that other people wouldn't ordinarily do, you know, to escape from drowning in a sea of mediocrity where, you know, people are watching all the, the rubbish on TV because it makes them feel so much better about their existence, their mediocrity, because worse things are happening to other people, which is that negative impact that the news has. Sometimes people think, well, my life's better than that. But is it what they really dreamt of? Is it what they're worth? Or is it what they want? Probably not. You know, most people dream of 
you know, wealth and health and freedom, but, you know, have got more chance of being killed by a, an ironing board than they have a win in the national lottery. But for people to take control of their own life, for people to take and own their future, what top five key principles would people need to get in place of how they would need to be and act? Number one, they have to have the desire. They have to have the desire that they want to change how they are. They want to change the way they're living. They want to change how their future looks. So people have to have a desire to do that, first and foremost. And then they have to have a bit of a fire in their belly and be prepared to learn something new, to create new skills, just to learn something different. Obviously, people would have to have a work ethic to put time in and to be able to plan that time and to make some changes, to personally develop, to want to develop. All this encompasses, really, desire. If anyone desires a different lifestyle, everything else can be brought together. There is nothing in our business that we do there is no skills that cannot be acquired by anyone, whoever they are. There is nothing difficult about anything. So as long as people have first of all got that desire, everything else, everything from within, the power that is within so many people can be brought out. So anyone who wants to make the change, who's willing to learn something new, who's willing to practice who's willing to plan, who has a goal, who has a dream, can make the change. Anyone who really wants to, that's the only attributes. Everything else, everything else can be created. Everything else can be taught. Slowly but surely, people can evolve. And I believe the whole human race has evolved to where it is today. And each individual person has evolved by the influences that they surround themselves with. Anyone else can change those influences and evolve into whatever and whoever they want to be. So it's the desire, the fire in your belly, and the passion to do something different. If you haven't got anything else but those things, you can learn everything else. Just a little bit of belief. That's all you need to have. So that does that desire and belief, you know, just to really change the sub subject to something really random. I know, you know, not so long ago, um, a couple couple of three years ago, you had a collapsed lung, and um, you defied, you know, what the doctors presumed, um, and you know, you went onto a Caribbean cruise. Um, they felt that you had a pneumonia and a collapsed lung, but actually you'd never have known. Being around you, you were as healthy and as happy and as vibrant as everybody else. Um, when you went back to the, the hospital for the checkup on this lung for them to do something about it, they was amazed because your lung was no longer collapsed. And um, what was your response to the doctor? What was it that you said to him when they, when they were shocked that your, your lung was no longer collapsed? It was a back to how it should be. Well, um, when I went back to the hospital after having the CAT scan um, and I went to see the specialist and I was told that I'd had a, acute pneumonia and that I should have been hospitalised, 
and um, I was quite shocked. I didn't know I had acute pneumonia, and I said, oh, I thought I felt really terrible. Um, and I said, I did have a day in bed, and she was quite amazed that I'd, I'd just had a day in bed. And um, But, you, you know, if, if there's ever something wrong with me, and even if you're in pain with something, if you lie in bed, you're still in pain. You might as well get up and do something and be in pain. <laughs> you know, uh, do you know what I mean? Going to bed isn't always the answer. I mean, fill your life every day with something, but not lying in bed unless you it's the flu and you can't get up. But, you know, I had pneumonia. didn't know I had it. Um, sometimes I think the unknown's better. Um, but when I was told that I had the collapsed lung, I, I sort of panicked for a couple of days. Um and um, didn't know how, how to react. And I was on the floor for a couple of days, I have to say. And then one morning I got up and I thought, hang on a minute, this is my body. I've had it longer than anyone else. I know it better than the doctor. I've only been going to this doctor for three years. The person at the hospital who, who've done the scan, they don't even know me. I know my own body. So I'm not having this. I'm going to do something about it. And thanks to the influence... And there's that influence again of Dr. Wayne Dwyer and Dr. Deepak Chopra, whom I've never met, but I've read their books and listened to their CDs. I decided I was going to blow my lung up. Now, many people might laugh at this, but I imagined with all the strength that I've got in my mind, and mind's a very powerful thing, I imagined that my lung was a yellow balloon. And I would breathe deep. I have to say, I also started yoga classes to learn breathing. And I would breathe very deeply. I, wherever I was, every couple of hours, I would breathe very deeply. And imagine, if I could close my eyes, I did. If I had to have my eyes open because there were other people about, I would sort of trance-like myself. And I imagine I was blowing this balloon up. And I, the imagination went, and years ago, old movies, when you saw an operation, the people under the anaesthetic would be breathing into this sort of like a flat inner tube of a football. And as the inner tube would expand slightly, you knew the person was breathing. Well, I imagine this yellow balloon was like that. And as I breathed really, really deeply, long and hard, I just imagine that that yellow balloon was just blowing up a little bit and blowing up and inflating a little bit. And I did this every few hours. I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. I just did it. I was determined I was going to do something with my own lung. It's my body. I've only got one. I should look after it. So when I went back to the hospital and I saw the um, the lady, the specialist, the doctor, and she told me I'd had acute pneumonia, and I told her I'd felt really badly and I'd had a day in bed, she said that I should have been hospitalized and it will take eight months to get over this pneumonia that I currently had. I said, well, that's fine. I'll get over that. Um, but can you just tell me about my lung, my collapsed lung? She said, well... This is what's amazing. It's um, it's not collapsed. It's no longer collapsed. This is quite amazing. So I told her what I did. And I really thought she'd poo-poo it. But I was amazed that she didn't. She said that is quite amazing. So I told her to listen to Deepak Chopra's tapes. He's a doctor. 
and she just smiled so whether she did I'll never know um but she did encourage me and I found that wonderful mm-hmm. now I had to go back a second time because I had to have another x-ray and when I went back a second time sadly I saw another doctor and I told him about my lung because I thought he'd be pleased to hear and he looked at me as if I'd gone mad I'd gone crazy I thought how can he do that on one x-ray my lung had collapsed on this x-ray it's not collapsed how can he dispute it that I'd blown my lung up because lungs don't blow up themselves apparently (laughs) I don't know I'm not a doctor but however you see if you've got the desire and you've got one body um, I really think um, I'm, I'm not saying I could do everything, but I'm going to learn a little bit about this coming soon. Um, but I just feel that um, we are in control of a yeah. lot. No, agreed. And that's why I just wanted to, I, you know, I just the story popped into my mind, and it to me it just really sings home the power of desire, you know, our internal beliefs, and the power of our, our mind. And I think you know if people can really understand that you know life's meant to be abundant and we can have be and do anything we want as long as it's in the greater good of one and all I think we can have anything we want in life and achieve anything because of the desire that you've mentioned that belief systems and the power of our own minds um, and our own beliefs really is gonna you know I think what can compel and propel people forward to to achieve all they want yeah, and, and one thing that we haven't mentioned really much is having fun and having adventure. Yeah. And I think having fun on a daily basis because when you surround yourself with fun people, you're working your business, you're growing your business, but people are fun, and yet we get disappointments and we all learn to recover in no time at all and move on because we're moving on to the bigger picture, to our bigger dreams, and we're all together. So I just think that's wonderful. We have a lot of fun. We also have a lot of adventures. And there's one little thing I think is very, very sad. We live in the most wonderful world. There are the most beautiful places in this world. There must be, I haven't seen them all, the most wonderful experiences. Many I've seen, many I haven't seen yet. And we can read about it. Why watch it on the television? Why be a spectator in life? Why not experience it yourself? Why not go to these places? We live in the most wonderful world and many people never ever get to see it. How sad that is. We are only here once. Let's make the most of it. Let's do it all. Let's have it all. Let's enjoy it all. We can all do that. We just have to have that desire and we just have to make that change in our lives and have someone to guide us. It's as simple as that. Well, it's been great talking to you, Mum. You know, I know I'm lucky enough to chat to you often. Um, Probably not as long as this because I am your son. (laughs) Although I am one of them fun influences in your life, I know. (laughs) But um, it's um, it's been a pleasure. And I'm sure, guys, for those of you listening and enjoying this podcast, you can see why I wanted to chat with my mum because I just think she carries a lot of power um, great attitude and you know very inspiring and I hope you can really take away you know some information just from what we've been chatting today to make a difference in your life your Olympic year as my mum said um, but mum if, so, if people want to connect with you you know where, where can they find you how could they follow you um, they could just go onto the website and uh, leave me their details it's Peter and Jackie A-N-D 
J-A-C-K-I-E, white.com. That's Peter and Jackie white.com. Look forward to it. You look at it. Yeah, so that's your website. And then obviously you're on Facebook as well, aren't you? Jackie White. Um, said, so yeah. people can can connect with you and send you send you messages, etc. If they they want to know more about the you know the, this inspirational woman they're speaking to today. So, Mum, thank you very much, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed the podcast and um, you know enjoy share it. Um, you know, empower other people. And I think you know uh, the greatest possession we carry in life is the possession we have to share. Uh, so share away, and um, I look forward to speaking to you all soon. Thanks again, Mum. If you enjoyed today's show, we would appreciate it if you would like. Most people share through social media. Then subscribe, rate and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. The Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com. Get over to the website, subscribe and join the community of passionate people.